Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Good morning and welcome to the Bridge. It is double service day. We have a little double mint theme going on, which reminds me, I'm chewing gum right now. That's kind of nasty. Where's my wife? Normally she catches me with things like this, and she goes, but not, not so much. So forgive me why I take out gum nasty. But as a shameless plug, on your way out today, we're giving you free gum, okay? And so it's not like your breath is bad. We're trying to send you a message. It's more so just like if we're going to talk about double mint, if we're going to have double service, let's send you out with some double mint gum. And so if you are visiting with us, my name is Derek. I'm the pastor here and I'm just really, really glad you guys are here with us. I am excited for what's happening. And as I just kind of like to say, as Riley keeps talking about in this new season, this new thing we're doing, going to services is a new season. God's doing something fresh. If you're wondering why you could do in two services, well, it's because we're having so many people come into the door and experiencing God and coming alive in God that all of a sudden we need more space. And that's a really good problem to have. And so as we kind of jump into this new season, what changes, in, or what, there's a lot that changes, but there's a lot that stays the same. And what stays the same is the heart. And the heart is to see people experience God for real. And the, 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 the heart is that when you walk into this place, the pressure comes off. You don't have to perform for anything. You don't have to be anything. You can be who you are and you're loved and accepted for that right where you are. And so we want you to know that when you come into this place, the pressure can come off and you can just be yourself. You're going to find some amazing, genuine, and incredible people in this place and I am just so glad to be able to be a part of it. So we are glad you are here. It is second service. I'm with Riley. I don't function super great in the morning. So I'm ready. I'm caffeinated. If you guys are ready, let's jump into this with a really strong, yeah. yeah. Come on. That's what I'm ready. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. And he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So let's break this down. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Jesus was going through Jericho. He was passing through, as the Bible says. This was not a destination stop. He wasn't going to set up camp. He was just going from somewhere to Jerusalem, and he was going through Jericho. But as he comes into town, something happens. He's popular, just like me. So as soon as he walks into town, everybody flocks to him. He's like, oh, Jesus is here. Because at this point, this is late in his ministry. He's been preaching for two or three years. Everyone's heard about him raising the dead to life. They've heard about this guy was blind, and now he can see. This guy couldn't hear, and now he can hear perfectly. Husband's in the room. Let's keep that in mind, all right? All these things happened. And so people had known who Jesus was. They heard all about him. And so a crowd comes into around him as he comes through Jericho. And while all this is going on, we see there's another character of the story known as Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus was a Jewish man, which is where his name comes from. But you saw in there he was a tax collector. And not just a tax collector, but the chief tax collector. He was the head honcho. Now, what you might not know is a tax collector at this day and age was hated, like violently hated. 
ostracized, shunned, cast aside, because what he would do is he was a Jewish man. He grew up with his neighbors, but as a tax collector, his job was to collect taxes for the Roman government. But the problem was he could make up taxes he wanted. Oh, you're under five foot eight, so there's a tax for that. And be like, okay, here's the extra money. And the problem is he would then take that and pocket that money. So tax collectors were kind of crooked. They were kind of conniving. They would cheat people out of money because they could. And so Zacchaeus is this man who was a chief tax collector. He's got a lot of stuff going on, but there's one other distinguishing factor you might have caught about Zacchaeus that I want us to see this morning. He was a short man. Yes. The Bible is relevant, everybody. I feel that on a deep level, all right? He was a short man. He wanted to see Jesus, but because he was short, he couldn't see over the crowd. Boy, ain't that the truth. Concerts are the worst for short people. Why? Because you got the guy in front of you doing this, and you're like, cool. Yep, pretty much. Short people have problems, okay? I know tall people, you got your problems too, but let me just kind of walk you through the life of a short person for a second because we got some issues every once in a while. First and foremost, elementary school programs, concerts, what have you, hated them growing up. Why? Because they bring out these nice risers and these nice little bleachers, right? And you're like, yes, I can't wait to get it in front of everybody and stand on the bleachers, but guess where the short people get to go? On the boring ground. So everyone else is up there with their kazoo going to town. And I'm just sitting there like on the ground like no one's business. All right. Amusement parks. Literally the worst. Because you're all excited. This ride looks awesome. And then you go up in line. You wait for like 30 minutes. And then there's the guy in the neon blue shirt with his big PVC pipe. And you go up there. Nope, can't go. And then you're sitting in the corner eating a bucket of popcorn by yourself. Not fun. All right? And the worst part is you have this hope or this thought that when I get older, I'm going to get tall. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm just going to be a late bloomer. But then you meet a beautiful woman. She's amazing. She's fantastic. She sings like an angel. She dresses fantastic. She smells awesome. And she is taller than you. I kid you not. When Meg wears heels, I get mistaken for her younger brother. Literally happens all the time. We're going out to a fancy dinner. Oh, table for two? Yep. And then when they, when I, it's really fun when I kiss her and they're like, what kind of family is this? What is going on here? It's like Moses up in here. Everyone thinks that we're, we're brother and sister, but we are not brother and sister. Let me tell you what, okay? Short people have problems. Zacchaeus was a short man. He had a bit of a problem. Now, he might have been loaded. It says he was wealthy, but he was fun-sized. He was tiny. He couldn't do anything constructive. So when the crowd mobs around Jesus and everyone's like, guys, Jesus is in town, and they run to him and make this big mob around him, Zacchaeus can't see because there's so many people in front of him. And what happens is especially because he's not liked and he's hated, people kind of give him an elbow, like, get out of here. You're not welcome. He wants to see Jesus, but because he's a short man, he can't. So what he does is in verse 4, it says this, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, 
since Jesus was coming that way. So he goes, okay, I can't see, so let me just climb this tree so I can see. And at face value, you're like, okay, yeah, that's a smart move. But contextually, what's happening in this, when this is written, this is like a really weird sight. Because if you were to go down to downtown Minneapolis, you were to go to Edina or Eden Prairie at like, say, noon, you'd see a lot of guys in dress suits, nice shoes, freshly shaven, nice haircut, $7 cup of coffee, AirPods in there going to town on his iPhone 14. It's not me, trust me. But you have all of these things. Like you'd see this really, really nice person. And imagine if he's doing that, you just see it walking down the sidewalk, and all of a sudden he looks up and just takes off down the sidewalk, drops his cup of coffee, and starts climbing a tree. You'd be like, what? What in the world did I just witness? Right? It'd be really weird. It'd be odd. But that's exactly contextually what's happening in this verse. Zacchaeus was a tax collector and a chief tax collector. So he's essentially the CEO of tax collecting. And he was wealthy. So he probably dressed like it. Nice flowing robe, all these different things. And all of a sudden, he runs like a little kid up into a tree. But we see the reason he did it is because in verse 3, it said he wanted to see Jesus and he couldn't. But in verse 4, his actions show that he really wanted to see Jesus because he made it happen. You know, over the years, I've, I've, I've noticed a theme. A lot of times people will see God moving in other people before they see it in their own life. You're sitting at a grocery store or in, or in line to get food or at the soccer field. And you hear something like, they started going to church? Them? They hate church. What's up with that? Or their marriage is on a crash course to the point where the divorce papers were on the table and now they're working it out. They're going to counseling? How did that happen? Oh, well, they found a good church. They've been talking about their faith. It's been interesting. Huh, interesting. And then all of a sudden, maybe you hear about rehab. And this person's like really, really going through a tough part. And all of a sudden, they come out and things just begin to change little by little. And they go, what happened? Well, they got some awesome help. And their faith is kind of growing as well. You hear these things and you go, huh, faith isn't really my thing. Jesus isn't really my jam. But that's interesting. What the outward is happening kind of makes me go, huh. And that's exactly what Zacchaeus was happening. He had heard all about Jesus. He'd heard all about him. He heard the miracles. He heard this. So all he wanted to do was see it for himself. Like, oh man, this guy's insane. He brought someone back from the dead. I got to see this for myself. So he runs up into the tree so he could see it. But look what happens. Verse five, when Jesus reached the spot, where Zacchaeus was, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. What I've missed for so long in this verse is how it starts. Zacchaeus calls him out by name. Here Zacchaeus is in a tree, up above the crowd, ostracized, shut out, ignored. And Jesus gets below the tree, looks up and says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. He knew who he was. And it's significant. This is a man who for most of his life has been intentionally ignored, made to feel forgotten. And Jesus looks up and says, sup, dude, I see you. I know you. I know who you are, even though we've never actually met. 
in person. So when Jesus looks up, looks him in the eye, says, hey, come down here. I got to stay at your house. What he was doing in this moment was he was humanizing him. Saying, hey, you think you don't belong? You think that you can't, you know, be with the rest of us down here like the rest of the human beings? Like, you do. You belong here. I accept you. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to come over to your house. Now, for those who like entertaining people, this is like your worst nightmare. Like, when you have people over, you, like, you clean the house like crazy. Like, you're yelling at the kids, like, pick up your room. And the whole thing goes on so your house can look manicured, right? Even though it's definitely not most of the time but you want to look nice. Can you imagine Jesus? Hey, I'm coming over to your house. Can I vacuum first? There's dog here everywhere. You sit down so you get stuck on your sandals, Jesus. All right. It would be weird. But what's happening in this moment is Jesus is that when he says, Hey, I'm coming to your house. It's significant because he's saying, Hey, um, I like you enough and I accept you enough to be seen in public with you. You're hated. You are absolutely hated, and no one likes you. But guess what? I'm coming to your house. We're going to sit at your table. We're going to hang out together publicly because I accept you, and I see you, and I know you. It's a significant, significant invitation. So what does Zacchaeus do? He jumps down, verse 6. He came down at once and welcomed Jesus Gladly. But look what happens in verse 7. All the other people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus is pumped. He jumps down and is like, yes, what's up, Jesus? Everybody else is going, "What what is he doing? Does he not know Zacchaeus is crooked? Does he not know that Zacchaeus has been a thief and he's been stealing from us? What in the world is this Messiah, this Jesus, doing, spending time with Zacchaeus? He's a bad dude. Oh, well, they're right there. What happens so many times of our life is we experience Jesus right in this moment, maybe like we did this morning already. But there's this hang-up where we go, we feel like we got to clean up our life. There's this hang-up where it feels like if I'm going to go to church, if I'm going to believe in God, if I'm going to do something significant, then i got to work out a few things. I struggle with this. I still do that. I really got to figure this out. And we think we need to tidy up our lives in order for Jesus to accept us, in order for Jesus to be welcomed into our house. But that's not how the story goes. Jesus says, hey, come down here right now, exactly as you are. I want to stay at your house. People might look at your life and go, how can you go to church? How can you call yourself a Christian if you still do that? People will talk. The thing is, Jesus loves you and knows you exactly where you are. It's not trying to clean up your life so he can be a part of your life. It's him coming in exactly how you are and where you are. Jesus didn't say, hey, Zacchaeus, stop stealing people's money. Zacchaeus, stop cutting off from the top. Zacchaeus, figure your junk out. What he says is, hey, Zacchaeus, come down here. I want to talk to you face to face. I want to go to your house and share a meal with you. God's not looking for us to clean up our life so that we can look manicured. 
He's looking to be a part of what's happening in here. Because when the inside changes, the outside follows. Look what happens here in verse 8. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus jumped down. And in his excitement, he says, Jesus, I know I've done some messed up things. I know I've screwed up royally. But you know what? I want to make it right. I want to make it right with interest because it's important to me. See, Zacchaeus came to see Jesus. He just wanted to get a glimpse of him. He just wanted to be like, hey, I saw that guy. Selfie, I got it. Let's go. He wanted to see Jesus and Jesus' power, but in return, he received Jesus' acceptance. Zacchaeus had no intention of getting seen by Jesus. He just wanted to see him for himself. He just wanted to experience it from a distance. Until until Jesus and Zacchaeus have this moment together. And it changed Zacchaeus from the inside out. It wasn't wasn't like Zacchaeus said, hey, I'm going to sell all my stuff. And then Jesus, you can come over. It's in the reverse order. Jesus said, hey, come down. Come into your house. He's essentially saying, hey, I accept you. I love you. And that is when Zacchaeus goes, you know what? Let's make this right. I'll give all this stuff back with interest. And that is what happens. The inside change sparks an outside change. And this is where the story ends right here in verses 9 and 10. Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is why he came. This is why he did what he did. He wanted to save those that were lost. Zacchaeus had all this stuff in his life that was all screwed up. But Jesus came in and said, hey. I came here for you. What's so tough sometimes is when you read this book and you go, how in the world does this, this story impact me? Cool, it's a great story, but what does that look like for me? I want to show you guys something this morning, something that kind of stuck out to me about Zacchaeus. Because like I said, Zacchaeus, is uh, he hits home a little bit for me. It's one of those things where uh, as a short man, I understand. The struggles, yes. But at the same time, I want to show you this week what God kind of showed me about the story. Because it's one thing to know the ins and the outs of the story. But what does it mean? Yeah, come on up here, everybody. You know what's fun? Every one of these people is younger than me. Every single one. Dude? Gavin, what grade are you going into? Ninth grade, I coached him in track last year. I go up to his shoulder. Somehow, some the Lord made me this way. All right, here's what happens. Okay, Zacchaeus is a short man. Come in here, everybody. 
Short people got problems, all right? Can anyone see me? No, guess what? I can't see you either. The thing is, I think my wife's back there somewhere, but I have no idea if she's back there. Oh, I see her now. Hi. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus coming from the road. That's what he was looking for. Yet when the whole crowd was around Jesus, here he is in the back. He's short. He can't see. So what does he do? He climbs a tree. Great idea. Especially in your business suit. Right? OSHA, if you're out there, this is safe, kind of. Climbs a tree. Now we can see Jesus. Right? But you got that far, right? You know that. You've been tracking with me. I preach pretty good sometimes. Sometimes. What does this matter to us in 2023? Here's what matters. There are things in our life that can keep us from seeing Jesus sometimes. It might be a financial struggle that is huge. You can't pay the bills. You might struggle to get your mortgage paid. You might get evicted and you're sitting there going, how in the world? Am I going to get out of here? So you come to church and yeah, you go through the motions, but it's really hard to see Jesus when you're stressed like no one's business. You might be staring down Alzheimer's, cancer, dementia, leukemia. You, your family member, you know what? Changes you from the inside out because this was your rock. So yeah, even Jesus, and you know he's out there. You fully believe he's out there. But it's really hard to see him when all you can see is this massive, massive, massive thing in your life. You're the fun one, Callie. Why? Because you're a sin. It's a tough assignment. Let me tell you what. Sorry, Gavin. This one's even tougher. Because this one feels like the solution to this is just this. Cool, I can see Jesus, right? It's not that simple, is it? Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about, I want to do the things that I want to do, but I can't. But I do the things that I shouldn't do. Heard you there, brother. But there's these things in our life that make us feel like we can't see Jesus because there's so much stuff in front of us. And so we think the only way out is to just climb this ladder. And I gotta tell you, that's really, really, really good, right? These things in your life, all of a sudden you climb and you say, oh, yes, now I can see Jesus. That's great. But do you know my favorite part about this story is? The experts agree. The Bible scholars who know way more than I do, they all agree Jesus was here and he was going here and he could have taken any different route that he wanted to go, but he went through Jericho. Why? Because Zacchaeus was there. Zacchaeus was there. He knew he was in the tree before he even caught into town. 
What does that matter? You might not be able to see Jesus because the diagnosis is tough. The financial ruin is tough. The sin is tough. All these things make it impossible to see Jesus. You feel like you are drowning in this ocean of stuff. Grief, stress, worry. You're up at night. You go to, hopefully this is the time when I can shed this, but I can't. And so you try and climb 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 and climb. And you start to shake more and more and more. Like, what in the world? Nothing's changing. Here's the thing about the story. Even when you're down there, he still sees you. We don't climb the ladder so he sees us. We climb the ladder so we see him. We climb the ladder so we get to experience Jesus. And the cool part is, even when we're down here, when we are sitting at the kitchen table having a migraine because the situation is so bleak when we can't see it doesn't matter because he still sees us in the middle of it you guys go thank you very much thank you Luke chapter 19 verse 10 for the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. Jesus knew Zacchaeus was in Jericho before he even walked into town. He knows you're struggling before you even acknowledge that you're struggling. He knows you're broken before you even acknowledge you're broken. He acknowledges you're worried before you even can get out of this cycle of worry. And he sees you. You know what's wrecked me this week? So many times we look at this ladder and go, oh my gosh, I'm too tired to climb. I've been climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing, and I can't see. Son of man came to seek and to save what was lost he seeks you he seeks you you might be too tired to go one more step I've got to tell you even when you're too tired to climb he still is with you and there's power in accepting that he is right here with you in the middle of the moment did you notice how the story goes Zacchaeus is up in the tree. He says, hey, Zacchaeus, come down. Not, dude, get your butt down here. Not figure it out. Get your life squared away. He says, hey, come down. It's an invitation. And the thing that I believe God told me this week is there is an invitation for every single one of us right here in this moment. There is an invitation to let Jesus up in your business. Hey, I'm going to eat with you at your house today. I'm going to be all up in your business. But that's the point. Climbing is not so you figure your life out. Climbing is so that you see Jesus clearly. And then the other twists and turns of our life get figured out. The invitation 
is here for all of us today. To let Jesus in. Let Jesus into your grieving. Let Jesus into your sadness. Let Jesus into your stress. Let Jesus into your doubts. Let Jesus into your grappling. Let Jesus into your exhaustion. Let Jesus into every part of your life. Not to perform, but to let the inside come out. It was after he experienced Jesus that Zacchaeus said, I'm selling all my stuff and making it right. Because what was inside was so much more valuable than what was on the outside. Jesus is doing something new in St. Francis, in East Bethel, in Oak Grove, around the world. And he's not kicking down and saying, hey, believe in me right now. Revelation talks about how he says he sits there and knocks at the door waiting for us to open it to him. Jesus wants the mess. He wants the mistakes. He wants you just as much when you're thriving as when you're falling. So let him in. Climb the tree. See Jesus. Get alone. Turn on some worship music. Come to a pastor. Ask for prayer. Pray on your own. Read this amazing book. Ask for help. But to experience Jesus, it's not so much trying to get his attention as it is opening the door. He's already knocking. I'm here to help. I'm here to move. You let me in? So that's my question for you this morning. Will you let him in? Will you let him in? Throughout my week, all week, that's been the question he's been asking me. Will you let me into this? I think you got it. I know you're good. Would you let me give it a go here? Amazing what happens when you let him in. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my church phone number up on the screen here. As we've been sitting in worship, I think that for me, there was someone who's saying, you know what? I've been running from God. I've been going to church. I kind of quasi-believe, but I want to like let Jesus into my life for real. I'm going to pray for you in a second, but if you want to make it right with the Lord, if you want to say yes to him and let him into your life, would you just text that number? I'll leave it up even after service. Just text yes to that so I can be praying for you this week. But for everybody else, I want to pray for you too. Because whatever that invite looks like, whatever your situation looks like, he's knocking. And I want you to open the door. So Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you seek us out. You want to save us from the hurt, the deception, the manipulation the wrong that has been done to us and the wrong that we have done in our life, God, you want to save it from all of us. God, the reason you came is because you want to take the mistakes we've made and take them as far away from us. You want to give us a fresh start, a clean slate. And the only thing we have to do is accept you and open the door. So Jesus, whether it's someone who's saying yes for the first time or whether it's someone who's been following you for all of their life, but they just need to let you into even that area of their life. 
I pray, Jesus, you would do a new work, a fresh work in and through us. You sought us out. I pray, God, that we would open the door and let you in. Do a new thing, Jesus, as we walk out this door knowing we don't walk into our situation alone anymore. We walk in your power, in your strength, in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't God good? Can we give him some praise this morning? This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.